Hello and welcome to the Native Hick Show. It's from a very long way off, very long winter. Uh, um, a very tough road for me, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting healthier by the day, by the minute, by the hour, everything. And uh, it's uh, August 28th, Saturday. So you know what that means, right? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I think you know. Well, let's cue up the song. It's hazy. Huskers are, are the Nebraska Cornhuskers against the Fighting Line, and there's a lot of things that uh, just don't look right for this one. I like the way Nebraska looks. I do. I like the way the, the, the positivity and everything, the energy feels right. Everything feels right. I can't wait. We're going to see in a couple hours, though. Can Nebraska hold off the fire in my night? Can they, can, they, can they do it? Can they, I would call an upset. Because Illinois in every position is way better than Nebraska this year. It's, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. And hopefully it don't end up like last year, man. That's all I care about. Well, you know, besides all of that, now Vegas has Huskers min minus seven, so you know. And on and on ESPN, whatever that that means, sixty five point zero percent of people have Nebraska winning. That's a lot of people, and. Uh, but you know, it's it's. They're saying that this is Illinois' best team in a decade. They said they haven't seen, they have talent in every position. This is probably the best uh, Illinois team they've had in a long, 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 long time. And I think that, I think they're right. Because uh, Illinois beat Nebraska's ass last year 41 to 23. And. I'm a Husker fan through and through, but the way the way things have been looking, the way that you know, I really don't know what the talent looks like for Nebraska. I didn't watch the 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 spring game, the red white game. I really didn't pay really close attention to what Nebraska has. But Illinois, hearing the hype behind Illinois for this game is strong. So I'm I really don't well I hope Nebraska wins obviously. Yeah, you I'm a Husker fan. And so I'm I'm all for Nebraska winning 100%, but I'm a realist. I like to be 
not over the top, you know, like, well, they're obviously going to win because, you know, it's Nebraska. How can they not win? I'm not one of them kind of fans. I'm a realist. I really, I really don't see Nebraska winning a whole lot of games this year. Uh, just to, but you know, we don't know yet. We need, we need some evidence, some tape. And you'll get that later on tonight. We'll get tape. All the Nebraska corners could look and you know what? And I, and I could tell from the kickoff way the team was going. Momentum's a hell of a thing. But, you know, I want to say that we don't have the quarterback that we want. <laughs> we don't have the wide receivers that we want. This kind of feels like, to me, like when you can see the writing on the wall when Tom Brady left um, New England. And you can see the way New England was depleting in all talent positions. And like, dang, man, who else? Who else is not going to show up? Who don't want to be in New England no more? And New England just didn't look like New England last year. It just didn't. They didn't have a quarterback. They don't have wide receivers. They don't have the running back. They don't. This is what this Nebraska team kind of feels like. Like you had a Wandell leave, you had you had uh, the McCaffrey leave, and and you're thinking, I mean, what the hell here? Then to top it off, you have Scott Frost being investigated for some bullshit hiring. Um, I'm gonna get down to it. If you don't know, I'll tell you now. Bigsley hired an analyst. Well, I don't know if they had a hired an analyst, but they had an analyst, you know, look at Nebraska uh, football players during this whole COVID shit when they couldn't be on campus and they held off campus workouts. And that's what it is. That's the violation. You can't have any kind of contact off campus with football players, especially off campus. To me, this isn't a little, a little thing. This is a big thing. To me, you could put this with, you know, giving a, a player money. A violation is a violation. The rules are the rules. Scott Frost knew that. And Bill Moose didn't leave because of that. Bill Moose left because he's tired. He's old, old guys. He's old. He just wants to go home. Being an athletic director is probably a tough, tough job. And Bill Moose is like, what, 50, 60 years old? And Trev Alvarez took the helm. And I'm going to say this right now. Scott Frost is lucky this wasn't Johnny Schmomo from, you know, 
Bakersfield or something like that. Some, you know, clean cut son of a bitch that Nebraska found in the middle of nowhere come in here with his with his collar up and his blue collar and you know, and there's fucking glasses all the way down to the tip of his nose, you know, one of the deem warmer type fucking people sitting and all just basically just fire what how we got rid of Frank Solis, just fire everybody and then bring what he wants because every athletic director wants their man. That's 100% true. They always want their man. No athletic director. It happens in every, every, everywhere. It, it just, it, you know, that's just the way it is. Ben Moose come in here, he hired his guy. Is it was Scott Frost, and we got. Uh, we had uh, Tom Osborne. He fired uh, Callahan. He brought in his guy. What the hell's his name? God, I forgot his name now. Hothead. <laughs> brought him in. Fired him. Brought in uh, Mr. Golly G. Wiz. Uh, happy go probably recruited the best of them all but Callahan recruited Namangan Sue so take that for what it is and yeah so I mean Nebraska's gonna I think to score let me see here Gonna be a close one. Twenty eight twenty one Nebraska. I think that's what I'm gonna say. It's gonna be close, guys. If if Nebraska don't hold on to the ball, interceptions, fumbles, that type of shit, it's over. Before halftime. That's what I'm going to say. Like, because you always know. You know, they always had that steam running and something happens, and you know. And the 20-yard line, red zone. Interception, fumble. And then that's when, ugh, I can't believe that just happened type of deal. It seems like it always happens to Nebraska or false start holding. Some stupid shit. I'm just saying, I hope Scott Frost is ready. I hope he has these guys ready because you know what? This is going to be close to the only game worth a damn on TV. That's um, in conference. It's a conference game. It means something. I mean, it's, it's only... You know, top teams playing. Nebraska, Illinois, it's the first actual college football play. College football, that's going to be playing. And what what are you going to watch that? What was game day in, in Atlanta? Are you going to watch the 
M-A-C-A-O against the whack. No, you're not going to watch that bullshit, stupid. You don't even know who the fuck they are. Everything, I think everybody's going to be watching Nebraska. Everybody, if you like college football, you're going to want to watch a good game, which is going to be Illinois-Nebraska. You either you, this is what you're gonna have. You're gonna either I told you so, and you know it's gonna be a tough year for Nebraska. I told you. Or you're gonna are you gonna have? Oh, Nebraska's gonna be one of them teams this year because they came out, they took it seriously, they fought hard, and they didn't treat it like oh it's Illinois. We always be Illinois. That's what I think happens. Oh, it's Illinois. Oh, this is this is like the Iowa State of you know big. Tw- no, it, they have to treat this like a it's a bowl game. Please don't go to sleep because before you know it, you're gonna have a forty-one twenty-three game again. They're saying, uh, what are they saying? The Brandon Peters is going to be Illinois' quarterback. I was going to say Adrian Martinez is going to be Nebraska's quarterback. The great hype, the the guy that's supposed to be carrying Nebraska football to the next echelon. It just doesn't happen. Every since he hurt his ankle, it's just something. He's got the yips. That's what I call it. You don't. He's in trouble. He's gonna sit there. He's gonna try to run and make something happen. He throws it into a crowd and interception. Or he's gonna try to run and try to make something happen. He's juking this. He's juking that, and then he fumbles. It's, it's just the way it is. Right now in Nebraska, it just doesn't get the plane don't get off the ground, or it might get off the ground, but it's wobbly. It's one of them shitty ass takeoffs, and you just don't get flying straight. the 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 train's off the rails, and I hope that's not what this is. Uh, a lot of people saying that Frost is on the hot seat. I'm going to be one of them player people that say that. He is on the hot seat. Take it, believe it or not, Scott Frost's job is on the line. This one right here, Trevor Alberts is not going to go through this again. Yeah, he had uh, you know, you know the drum and Peters come in and talk to the team. He's trying to yeah, but they've done this. They've done this. Like I think it's Scott's Scott's first year, they brought in all these ex players and talked to the team. We've tried this. It just seems like the players, I don't know, just don't give a shit. Like, I want to say, like, they're playing to where, I mean, they're going to play football for Nebraska to wear the jersey. I mean, it's a top-tier program, but it's not. 
So is it could further their career? Like as in like eyes can be looking at them because of what Nebraska used to be. You know, I'm getting sick of it. It's been a long time since we were ranked top 10. A long time since we've been looked at like as a threat. We're going to see. There's a... When we played uh, Ohio State to the brink, it came down to a field goal for Ohio State to save their season. Where is that team? Where is that team day in, day out? They all gives a fuck on all the other teams, but we play one game that means a damn to us. Ohio State. We didn't get pushed around that game. Like Ohio State does. My God, I remember Jesus. Over, you know. Kickoff, it's over. Don't even watch. I mean, every Nebraska fan has that hope until they score so quick. You can just tell. I remember when we played Minnesota, you could just tell the game was over. The game's over yesterday. I mean, you could tell the the by the the players, you know, demeanor and then the look in their eyes and they trounced us. I mean, they were having fun. The players looked like they were running and four feet of snow uh, and, and it's complete mud, slow, sloppy. Um, we can't have another COVID year. We can't. I just can't do it. We, we come out and we fuck up the Illinois game or we come out and just fuck Illinois up. I hope we, we fuck them up. Because I'm getting tired of hearing, you know, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, Big Ten Network, treating Nebraska like they're, they're dog shit. And it's happening every year. And I'm getting, I thought Scott Frost was going to turn this thing in. Two years, I said. Here we are, year four. Holy shit. He's done worse than Mike Riley. He's done worse than any other coach who's been here. What happened to the the Florida whatever uh, Scott Frost that we saw? What happened to that guy? It was exciting when he said, well, we're bringing everybody that we had there. We're not changing a thing. Well, guess what? This isn't independent USA conference. This is the Big Ten. And, you know, you can say that. But they beat LSU in in the bowl game. I think it was a Cotton Bowl. So that was a legit team. So take that formula and place it in Nebraska. And it just don't work. And I can't believe it. 
You know what pisses me off the most? Is like that former that works over there in Florida International, whatever the fuck he was. And then he puts it in Nebraska. He took and won this team. Didn't win the game. To that could should be national champions. Undefeated. Cannot do it in Nebraska. Indiana. Somehow becomes a powerhouse. Northwestern somehow becomes a powerhouse last year. Good. Turns out to be good teams. Why cannot Nebraska get their shit together? Is it coaching? I don't think it's so much coaching as it the players. The players just don't give a shit. I don't really get into politics, but this is almost too much. The Afghanistan bullshit. Climbing on the on the on the plane and the plane took off regardless. They didn't give a fuck. And you see people falling off. Then you have like Glenn Beck. There's human remains in the in the landing gear, and there's there's frozen bodies. They didn't give a fuck about us on 9-11. They're dancing in the streets in Afghanistan when the towers fell. Go back. Go look at the tapes. On 9-11, what Afghanistan was doing. They were dancing, singing, and... Ooh, we, we got them, and... I don't know if it was Taliban or not, but they were in Afghanistan. They didn't give a fuck. They knew they hurt us. They hurt us bad. And you see bodies from a falling off a plane that they've tried to get on. And the plane ain't gonna... Fuck that. Fuck that. Who cares? They've climbed on the plane and they fell. It shouldn't be on there. That's like someone like peeing on an electric fence. He got shocked. What are you gonna blame the electric fence and the and whoever runs that? No. Why is he peeing on it? Who gives a shit about that guy? This is a United States fight. That's what I want to say. This is not United States. Let them pillage the whole fucking country if all I care. I mean, I'm a human being, but I'm a, an American first, too, you know? You know, I had friends in the Army. I had friends go over there and fight for this. One friend died.
He was part of the SEAL Team 6. Nobody should be over there. Not one American. We don't live there. It's not our fight. You know, Biden's like, we have 300,000 soldiers. Don't let them fight for their country. That's what I say. Let them fight for their country. We did. A lot of people fought for this country. The Civil War. But yeah, I just thought I'd get on and talk a little bit about some football. Talk a little bit about it. Some college football. Well, you know, it's going to be the same old, same old. You know, this year, you're going to have your Alabamas, your... your The, you know, Ohio State. You're going to have the usual suspects in the end of it all. Clemson. What's another powerhouse that usually up there? LSU. LSU ain't playing a powerhouse no more. Nah. Yeah, then LSU ain't shit anymore. They're not gonna be shit for a while again. Hey, and you know what? I rooted for LSU when all that was going down. I liked what they did. Bo Pelini, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> All that time, and now, now just... Hot. Been hot outside here, man, boy. And this room has zero air conditioning. Zero. We have a smoldering door... You know, leading to the elements outside, and that's it. And it's hotter than fuck outside here, Nebraska. But it's gonna be a good game, big game. I got the crimson cream flying, the flag flying right now. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I can't wait. It's on noon on Fox, by the way. You can you can watch the game noon on Fox. But yeah, I I just don't have a lot on Nebraska. I just don't. Not a lot of hype behind Nebraska. Not a lot. There's a bunch of hype behind this Illinois team. You know, I really don't like to look into Nebraska anyway because you, you just don't know until game day, until kickoff. You just don't know because in Nebraska, this is, you have the 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 two types of fans. In Nebraska, because you got them, the not the newer fans. You got the old school fans that you know that lived in the nineties. You know them, yeah. We're gonna win the championship every single year with these guys. If you don't, the team sucks. 
burn it to the ground, fire the staff, start from scratch, them kind of bands. And then you have me, the kind of fans like me, never over expecting, never over exaggerating, don't believe in nothing until you see it type of fan. You, we're not going to win 11 games. We're not going to win all 13 or whatever. We're not going to win. I say this is going to be eight an eight win season. Maybe. Maybe we get one over on Michigan. Maybe we get one over on Michigan State. Minnesota. Ohio State. Forget it. Oklahoma. Forget it. Like I said, you'll never know until kickoff. Then then I'll get on here and we'll have more to talk about because I ain't really I ain't got nothing for Nebraska. Being a Nebraska fan, you know, skill positions, you know, wide receiver, yeah, you got a halfback. We got good halfback. We do have a good halfback. This man might 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 show some people up. But you know, we we won't know until kickoff though. That's the thing. But as but next week we'll have a little bit more to to go off of. But right now there's not a lot. We have eyeballs. There's not a lot of talk about it. Not in Nebraska. You, you know, there's just not. We get we get the bad news. We we get the bad news. We get the bad news all the time because you know, oh Wanda left. Oh, uh, McCa- Christian McCaffrey left. Okay, or not Christian, just McCaffrey left. Okay, yeah, okay. Wanda left. All right. And it's got Fraser under investigation. Okay. We get the shitty, fucked up news. We never get good news. We don't get good news from Nebraska, <laughs> the team anyway. Like, did you hear that? You know. No. No hype. It's hard to get hyped about a team that that got whipped. You know, forty-one to twenty-three last year. It's just hard to get excited for it. Especially for Nebraska fans, you just, uh, you know, you know what, I mean, Iowa fans, they're just, uh, I hate it. They get so goddamn lucky. Like, they'd be losing, and then, oh, they intercept the ball on their own, on their own 50-yard line. <laughs> They get so lucky all the time. It's just unbelievable when I watch these guys, how lucky they get. They they make their luck, but we'll see. I say it every year. I really don't care how the team does. And, uh, well, I do, but, you know, it just it doesn't bother me. But the Nebraska-Iowa game means more than anything. I thought we had them beat last year. <laughs> God. We had them beat, man. 
I had I actually had a dream that we beat them. I had a dream. That's that's <laughs> that we beat Iowa. That's that's how far this has gone. That I'm dreaming of beating these guys now. Like some people dream of playing football. Some people have dreams and aspirations of doing something. I'm dreaming of winning a football game. That Nebraska won against Iowa. Then when we did, it wasn't as exciting. <laughs> In my dream, it wasn't as exciting, as vigorating as I expected it would. Because, you know, it's like the Lakers. In basketball, you know, you you can't you hope they lose, you because they won all the time. You just want them to get fucking beat, and when it happens, then what? It's gone. the 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 want is gone. And then same thing with when Alabama gets beat. Okay, they're not in the playoffs or whatever, and then what? So they got beat. It doesn't mean nothing after that. And then, you know, same thing with Iowa when they get beat. So what? And then they got beat. So a Nebraska fan could talk shit to an Iowa fan. But the the one is gone. And like, okay, and then now the the what do I call the the ecstasy is gone. You know, just. Like, you, you could tell. I mean, sometimes I think Nebraska fans celebrate an Iowa loss more than a Nebraska win. <laughs> I swear to God. I get on Facebook. I don't even have to get on TV to see the score because you got more more fans celebrating the loss. Like, oh, yeah, Iowa loss, yay, and this and that. And who gives a shit? Who cares? The only people that should care about that are Iowa fans. Why is Nebraska fans caring so much that Iowa lost? I don't get it. So what? They lost. Then what? Okay, they lost two games. Then what? What do you, What's going to happen? Are you going to get raised at work? Is the the week is a little bit better? Yeah, I could I could see that the week does get a little bit better knowing this. But as for me, I, you know, the doctor is saying all the things that I want that I'm kicking back and winning the fight, getting healthier by the day. But, you know, so far, surgery is off the table. When I first went in the hospital, man, it was doom and gloom. I felt down on myself. I fell in a deep depression hole. No one wanted me around. No one wanted to see me. No one wanted me to talk to me. I mean, I, I fell in a deep, dark hole. And it was pretty, it was pretty bad. And it wasn't fun. It got to the point where I was actually thought about suicide. It's not fun. It's not funny either. I, I would never say that or ever. Because, you know, it's not healthy. But I'm finding a, a place where I like to do is go out walking 
10.30 sometimes at night. And go to my favorite, well, one of my favorite places. It's nice and quiet there. This is the old football field here in South Sea. When I go there, they have this little atrium. Nice, you know, it's like a little park. It's got trees and stuff. They have benches. I go in there and I go in there. Dark, it's dark. It's kind of creepy, kind of scary. It's just dark. No one's out, quiet. And I go out there and I sit on the bench and I look up at the stars. <laughs> I don't think... I don't, there's not a lot in my mind. I take a deep breath and thank God I'm still around. And I don't take anything for granted. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you have a, a moment in your life to where you think how close you came, there's n never a really a moment until you have one of them moments in your life. That you think that you're around. Every single day you get to look up at your ceiling in the morning. Brush your teeth. Wash your face. You know. Brush your hair. Those things are happy moments. Because when, you, when you're on that brink. I was talking to my mom the other day. I was like, I really don't know. Because if those are the people that don't know what happened while I was, you know, that I would stayed off the the podcast whole thing. Because I've had a stroke. I've had a stroke. It wasn't a bad one. It just took my legs away at that time being. And my left arm still don't work. My left hand's fucked. You know, I can't do everything I want to do in life. It took my ability to work. It took a lot away. But I'm walking, I can see, I can think. Sometimes I lose, you know, some concentration. But yeah, my ability to think, to do, to know things. Even when I was in the hospital, you know, the next day or whatever, I could, I knew my birthday, I knew the date, the president, everything. I wasn't that bad off. I that some stroke victims have trouble doing, they have trouble walking. I mean, basically, Having to go to the bathroom with somebody and have someone do it for them. I wasn't like that. Thank God, though. But I always say it every time. You know, I think about it all the time. That if my mom was not here. If I was living on my own. Or I was out there on my I used to run. I think about it all the time. I, I'm very lucky. To be here. I am very lucky. Because it just so happens that mom brought home cookies from a baby shower. And she said, oh, I've got to give Curtis his cookies. I never asked for cookies either. I don't know what made her think of that. Maybe she just, you know, thought of, like, giving me cookies. <laughs> she come up here. I was laying on the floor. I swear, I couldn't get up. I was, like, rocking back and forth on my back. I was trying to pick myself up, a, a dead, you know, dead legs, dead body, off the floor with just my hands, trying to stand up. I did stand up, and I fell over the table, and I just couldn't see why I couldn't 
stand up or anything. I just couldn't see why I couldn't do these things. I get in the hospital. They tell me, Chris, you had a stroke. And they thought I was going through COVID or whatever. And it wasn't COVID. I came back negative. And I had heart failure. My heart was failing and my all sorts of shit. They hooked me up to IVs and and hoses and shit, the catheter. I couldn't walk on my own. I had to go to the bathroom with someone. <laughs> I did have to do these things because they didn't think I could walk. They had a uh, no walking thing on my arm. I had a wristband. Is a a risk or like yeah. Uh, a walking risk or something like that. I couldn't stand up on my own. I always had someone to come and help me until I like, could prove, like, hey, man, I could walk here. This is me walking. I don't need, they wanted to give me a stroller, you know, like, you know, like a 90-year-old man, you know. I didn't need a cane, nothing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine now. And I'm on that, we're we're getting ready to close a chapter in my life that took a took a year away from me. This started last year. We played Penn State. Yeah. Last season, Penn State. When we beat Penn State. That's when I had the stroke. Yeah. So, we're ready to close a chapter in my life. I am ready. I'm ready for this chapter to be the... Flip the whole section and close the book up and put it away for the rest of my life and just move on. I'm I'm at that point in my life to where I can say, okay, I can I can move on. I'm there. You know, I'm happy again. I I'm not depressed. I'm not, you know, feeling sorry for myself. I used to. But that's when I first got out of the hospital. You know, like I just said, this has been a year now. So I'm not depressed anymore. I'm fine. And the thing that I do like to enjoy, I enjoy, my brother has been letting uh, the kids come over. And I love it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a great uncle. I'm a good uncle. I love my nieces, my nephews, especially my nieces. And I love all of them to death. And they're everything to me. And I, I'm always happy to see them. Always. They can never do wrong in my eyes. <laughs> I do what I can for them. My nephew, Joseph, just play, played his first varsity football game last night. First varsity football game. And then won 48 to 8, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, he looked really good. He looked pretty good. He looks like he's on that road to, um, he's gone to camp. I'm a very proud uncle. He's gone to these football camps, college football camps, Nebraska-Lincoln football camp. So, yeah. So, they got eyes on him. My brother talked to Frost, you know, he had his, he had his son there and my nephew and I, you know, and I'm, you know, I would have to have this smile surgically removed off my face every time I think about him 
And he wants these, you know, I always ask him, what do you want? What do you, what do you, what do you, uh, for your, for Christmas? I ask him, I ask him, what do you want? He says, Air Jordans. <laughs> what kind? He's like, Air Force Ones or something like that? I don't know. I looked at him. $250 shoes. I've never bought shoes like that in my life. Not even for me. I've never bought myself 50, $80 shoes, maybe. 120 maybe. We cracked that $100 area for shoes for me. But I've never bought $250 pair of shoes. But he's my nephew. <laughs> and that time comes around where you just look at it. Like, yeah, okay, all right. All right, that's what you want. I'll spoil them for Christmas. Why not? But I love all of them. I love my brothers. I love my nieces and nephews. They're 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 damn near everything to me, you know. And my brother would bring his kids in. And there's four of them. They're everywhere. My podcast room took a heavy hit. <laughs> uh, I see. I buy. I don't drink soda very much, but I buy cherry Pepsi. Because my brother likes it. And it's here if he wants one. And I might grab one. Maybe. Once in a while. And these kids came here. I mean, they treated it like beer. Like they dug in that case. They drank a half a case. And all these empty cans were up here in this podcast room. All over this table here. I have a table here. And they're all over the table. Cans all over the place. It looked like a frat house in here. With a bunch of kids sugared up. <laughs> it was a hell of a sight to see. Beads. My my niece London had beads all over the floor. They suckers and popsicles all over the place. Rappers. So guys, guys, this is... This is a frat house up here. Fucking walking around picking up can empty cans. <laughs> but I love them. I don't care how much they drink. Didn't care at all. Their grandma, on the other hand. That's a different story. Alright, I gotta get out of here. It's hot. I'm going to go watch some wrestling. I got Peacock back. Everybody get on that Peacock and watch some wrestling, I guess. There's not a lot to do. For me, anyway. I like watching wrestling every now and then. This is what I've been doing. I've been... I started beginning of the Raw era. And then I'm up there now. In the... In... Ninety, in the 90s. Upper 90s, I guess. Now nah, we're past that. 2008, maybe. 2005. That area, you know, it's kind of boring. It's a, I, I just watched it. Uh, Vincent Man's Kiss My Ass Club. That's where I'm at. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Uh, I got a kick out of that. I forgot he did that. <laughs> That's where I'm at on the raw area of, I said, kiss my ass, damn it. I like it when he's, he's like, here's some chapstick. I want you to put that chapstick on before you kiss my ass with that chapped lips. <laughs>
Then he had Stone Cold up there. He's like, your breath smells like beer. I want you to gurgle. He gave him like, you know, like a... What's that? The, to gargle with? <laughs> scope? Or, yeah. <laughs> gave him a little bottle of scope to gargle with. Because your breath smells like beer. I want you to gargle <laughs> <laughs> to kiss his ass. <laughs> Even gave gave some cold to chapstick too. Gave him a bunch of shit before you put <laughs> your breast must like beer. You're gonna gargle before you kiss my ass. Okay guys, have a great game day. Nebraska, Illinois, noon noon. 12 p.m. on Fox. So, everybody, happy Husker Day. It's game day, everybody. I can't wait. Have a good weekend, and I'll I'll be back soon. Okay. I'm going to make this a regular thing. Have a great weekend. See, I'll talk to you guys next week.